So welcome today. And um, we're going to do these uh, declarations. All right, so number one, and I want you to, I'm going to pause and you can put in your own, uh, you, you can speak it out as well. My prayers are powerful and effective. Everybody say that. My prayers are powerful and effective. Number two, God richly supplies all my financial needs. Now, the Bible says my God supplies all my need according to his riches and glory. So you can even add uh, my, my God supplies my uh, protection needs. My God supplies my, um, uh, my, my covering needs, you know, like a house or something, my, my living needs. Uh, you can put all those in there. So my God richly supplies all my needs. Say that with me. My God richly supplies all my needs. Number three, I am dead to sin. Everybody say that. I am dead to sin and alive to obeying God. Say it again. I am dead to sin and alive to obeying God. And, and uh, somebody asked me, how is that uh, scriptural? Well, Romans speaks of that. How, you know, and Galatians speaks into it. He, if we who are dead to sin, how can we still live in it? So we are dead to sin. The Bible says we have been crucified with Christ. And nevertheless, Galatians 2.20, and nevertheless, it is not I who lives, but it's Christ who lives in me. And the life I now live, I live by faith in the Son of God who gave himself for me. So we are dead to sin uh, because Jesus nailed the sin to the cross and we are alive to obeying God. Number four, I walk in ever-increasing health. I walk in ever-increasing health. He is Jehovah Rapha or Jehovah Rapha, however you want to pronounce it. And, um, and, 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 and he says that he is God who heals. That's who he is. And, and so we just have to, I mean, our circumstances, our, our bodies may not uh, coincide with that statement, but they have to submit to the greater reality of the kingdom of God. Because what's happening in heaven ought to happen in my body. Now, I've been suffering for two weeks with uh, uh, a pain in the back and my lower back. And at times it gets really difficult to move around. It gets really difficult to shower. It gets really uh, difficult to do these things and uh, to stand up, to roll out of bed. And I've been putting stuff on my back and, you know, taking some um, some painkillers. But the thing is, is that until my body, you know, I will continue to do those things until my body... Um, agrees with what's going on in heaven that I walk in ever-increasing health. Now, I want to tell you, I've, I've been prayed for, been had laid hands, hands laid on my back, and, um, and hear this, sometimes there is a miracle, and that is an instantaneous healing. All right, Catherine Coleman saw a lot of instantaneous healings, but she also had a lot of people that weren't healed at her meeting, but sent her letters later on that, said, that spoke of uh, their healing. So healing which happens over time, is, is just as great as the healing that happens miraculously. And there's no difference. Many people who walked into Azusa Street were healed instantaneously, but many others were healed in the process of time. Okay? So you have to take both of them. And, uh, and I believe this, that, that the medical profession is not a, uh, a second-hand healing. God uses them. God gave them wisdom. 
God gave them the ability to diagnose and to perform surgeries. And, 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 and we have to understand that. God gave them that ability to diagnose. And, and, and they diagnose and they do what they know how to do. You get to decide if you want to do it. And, you know, and I have no problem with the, with the uh, medical, um, uh, the medical profession right now. I have many friends who are doctors and midwives and, and, uh, and, and physicians and, and doctors. And I, and I have no problem with that at all. But just understand there's a difference between a miracle and, uh, and, a, and, and, and a healing. A healing happens over time. A miracle happens instantaneously. I walk in ever increasing health. Another example is, is a friend of my friend, uh, Jocelyn, who's a little child, like less than, I think it's like four, three or four years old, has brain cancer. And, um, and then so, um, you know, people are shaving their heads. I don't, I don't have, I don't have anything to shave. So, um, she, you know, we're, we're doing this to honor her as she goes through her, her treatments. I had a friend in Eastern Europe in Latvia that, um, their baby was born with brain tumors and they had to fly to Houston to have the surgery on to, to remove those tumors. And she's doing just fine now. There, there were some issues, but, uh, she's doing just fine now. So praise God. All right. I walk in ever increasing health. Everybody speak that, especially you, if you're not feeling well. I walk in ever increasing health. Another, another one. Uh, number five, I live under a supernatural protection. You live under a supernatural protection. God has uh, put in charge of you 60 warrior angels and they're, and they're around you regularly and to merely just to protect you. You know, you don't know what happens every day, how many accidents you were freed from, how many, how many, um, uh, situations that you were set free from the, the results of those, uh, attacks because the Lord had sent your protection for you. So everybody say it. I live under, I live under a supernatural protection. Number six, I prosper in all my relationships. Say that again. I prosper or I succeed in all my relationships. I'm not afraid of that word prosper. That word prosper just means uh, to succeed and increase in these things. Number seven, I consistently bring God encounters to other people. Say it again. I consistently bring God encounters to other people. Number eight. Through Jesus, I am 100% loved and worthy to receive all of God's blessings. Repeat it after me. Through Jesus, I am 100% loved and worthy to receive all of God's blessings. Hi, Janet. Number nine. Each of my family members is blessed and radically loves Jesus. Repeat it after me. Each of my family members is blessed and radically loves Jesus. You're speaking into your future, and I'll get into it in a second. Number 10, I uproariously laugh when I hear a lie from the devil. I uproariously laugh when I hear a lie from the devil. Isn't that good? I just love that. Anyway, praise God. Will you, um, uh, we're going to go to Ephesians. Uh, I love the book of Ephesians, specifically chapter 2. 
Mm. I love Ephesians. <laughs> this is this is so good. Ah, let's read the whole chapter. I got no problems here. Uh, chapter two. I'll start with verse one. And his fu- his fullness fills you. I'm reading out of the Passion Translation. And his fullness fills you. Everybody say, I am filled with God. Even though you were once like uh, corpses, dead in your own sins and offenses. He fills you even though you were that. I love that, the, the, the phrasing there. Even though you were. Dead to your sins and offenses. Verse 2, it wasn't that long ago that you lived in the religion, customs, and values of this world, obeying the dark ruler of this earthly realm who fills the atmosphere with his authority and works diligently in the hearts of those who are disobedient to the truth of God. It wasn't that long ago. But let's just remember, you were this, but now you are not that. Number 3, verse 3. The corruption that was in us from birth was expressed through the deeds and desires of our own self-life. We lived by whatever natural cravings and thoughts our minds dictated, living as rebellious children subject to God's wrath like everyone else. But I love this. Verse 4. But God, everybody say, but God, still loves us with such great love He is so rich in compassion and mercy. Even when we were dead and doomed in our many sins, He united us into the very life Christ, uh, the very life of Christ, and saved us by His wonderful grace. He raised us up with Christ and exalt the exalted one, and He ascended, and we ascended with Him into the glorious perfection and authority of the heavenly realm. For we are now co-seated as one with Christ. I love this. Even though we were there, God still loved us. And God still filled us. And he wanted us because he's rich in mercy and grace. Now, Romans says, should we sin that grace may abound? Well, no, no. Come on, man. As Joe Biden would say, come on, man. You know, use your brain here. Don't be so open-minded that your brain leaks out. Think logically when it comes to the Bible, when it comes to God. If the Bible isn't the main source of your, of your, um, if the Bible is not your main source of, of information and, uh, and, and life, you are, you are really, really, really being subject to the religions and the corruption of this world. Because the mainstream media is not going to give you what the truth is. Sure, there may be riots going on in the nation, but what is the truth? The truth is that God shifted the atmosphere last Friday during Rosh Hashanah. God shifted the atmosphere and he's coming in his glory. You remember that, that um, uh, book, uh, Lion, Witch in the Wardrobe by C.S. Lewis. He said, all will be made right when Aslan is in sight. And we are the body of Christ. We are the, the personification of Jesus. We're supposed to be. That's what the church is. We are the bride. We are joined together with Jesus. And that's who we need to be. Verse 7. Throughout the coming ages, 
we will be the visible display of the infinite, limitless riches of his grace and kindness, which was showered upon us in Jesus Christ. For it was only through this wonderful grace that we believed in him. Nothing we did could ever earn his, this salvation, for it was the gracious gift from God that Christ brought us, uh, that brought us to Christ. Verse 9. So no one will be able to boast, for salvation is never a reward of good works for hum, uh, or human striving. Verse 10. We have become his poetry, a recreated people that fulfill the destiny that he's given each of us, for we are joined to Jesus, the anointed one. Even before we were born, God planned in advance our destiny and the good works we would do to fulfill it. This is tremendous. Get this into your heart. We have become his, 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 his poetry. I want to, I want to say this in another version. Uh, for it is by grace that we've been saved through faith and that not of ourselves. It is a gift of God, lest any man should boast. Verse 10 would be, for we have become his workmanship created in Christ Jesus under good works. Now I want to look at, uh, I want, I want to bring this uh, last part out. For even before we were born, God planned in advance or predestined our, predestined us, uh, and good, uh, uh, our destiny and good works that we would fulfill in it. Now if you would go to Romans chapter 8. Romans chapter 8. Let's start with verse 28. Uh, For we were convinced that the very details of our lives is continually woven together to fit into God's perfect plan of bringing good into our lives. For we are his lovers who have been called to fulfill his designed purpose. Hallelujah. Hi, Hilda. It's good to see you. Craig, come on. God is good. In other words, another version says that, um, um, that, that I'm convinced of this very thing that he, no, I'm sorry, wrong verse. He talks about God works together all of our, God works together all things for our good, for our, to those who are called according to his purpose. Verse 29, for he knew us all, before we were born and he destined us or predestined us from the beginning, and this is what he predestined us for, to share the likeness of his son. This means the son is the oldest among the vast family of brothers and sisters who will become just like him. You were predestined before the foundations of the world to share in the likeness of Jesus. Having determined, verse 30, having determined our destiny ahead of time, predestined us, he called us to himself and transferred his perfect righteousness to everyone he called. And those who possess his perfect righteousness, he co-glorified with his son. So you see, you're not just passing through history. You're not just taking up space 
in, in, in this world. You are here created to share in the likeness of God's Son. And I encourage you today to go after who He is. Go after Him in your life. It doesn't matter what the circumstances are. He cares about them, but they don't have, rule over you. He rules over you and and, and and you will share in the likeness of Jesus. I mean, I don't know why we go through stuff, but all I know is he's molding us into his image every day. We are co-heirs with Christ. He will glorify us in the Son because we are in Christ. That's what I love about Ephesians. In Christ. We are in Christ. We are his poetry, his verse, so to speak, brought into this world. We are his verse, his verse. We are this poetry that is to bring people to Jesus. This is, I'm blown away by it right now. I, I'm, I'm at a place where I'm just like, wow. Why would he do that with me? Doesn't he know who I am? Doesn't he know what I've done? The answer is yes. And in spite of that, I'm not what I was. I am who he says I am. And the, my Bible says this in Romans. I am the righteousness of God in Christ. And I continually move forward in that because I have been made destined before time began to be in the image and likeness of Jesus. You are the epistle that that many people will only read about Jesus. You are that epistle. And God loves you. Anyway, we're going to stop there. And uh, and I just want to bless you guys today, knowing that that that, you know, our circumstances don't rule us. We rule our circumstances. I remember, I think it was Terry Bradshaw uh, said this in, in an interview. He said that you never allow your circum, you never allow your circumstances to dictate to you. You dictate to your circumstances. You dictate to your circumstances. I hear people say all the time, I would go, how are you? And they say, well, under the circumstances, I'm doing good. So I throw this other thing out that, well, it's not your business to be under the circumstances. You are seated right now as a believer, as a Christian, as, 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 as somebody who has given their life to Jesus. You are seated with Christ right now in heavenly places. And he has put all things under your feet. He has put all things under his feet. And you crush Satan with your feet. So don't be under the circumstances. Lord, I'm just not feeling it right now. Well, that's okay. It's okay not to feel it right now. But the fact of the matter is that we got fires going around here in California. It's like, give me a break. Um, It's not yours to be under the circumstances because he placed you in heavenly places in him and you are to be over the circumstances. They don't rule over you. You rule over them. They may not agree with what you're saying. That's why we make declarations. What does the Bible say about your situation? Speak that out and declare it 
and decree it out as a king and a priest unto him. Revelation says that. We have been made kings and priests under the Lord. And so we get to rule over our situations. We get to rule over our problems. We get to rule over these things because of who he is and what he has done. And the blood of Jesus is powerful. Never forget how powerful the blood of Jesus. The song says it reaches to the highest mountain. It flows through the lowest valley. Oh, the blood that gives me strength from day to day will never lose its power. There is power in the blood. There is power, wonder-working power in the precious blood of the Lamb. We overcome by the blood of the Lamb, by the word of our testimony, and by not loving our life even unto death. Now, I heard about these Christians in Idaho that were um, that were arrested for singing hymns open in open air. They were singing hymns. Man, I wish I was there. God is powerful. And God's going to reign victorious. And we're going to come out of this thing victorious. The enemy will be thrown back into the pit. Amen. He's just rearing his head right now because he's scared. You know, can I tell you this happens every election year, but it's another story. I'm not afraid of anything. Neither should you be. Greater is he that's in you than he that's in the world. Be encouraged today. Take your right. It may not, man, your situation could get worse. And this is what you do. The gentleman spoke to me a few weeks ago. And he said this. He said, um, he said, <clears throat> take a half hour a day. And the first thing that you do is proclaim into the air out loud. You need to proclaim, I'm speaking into my future. And then pray in tongues for a half hour, however long you can. Pray in tongues. I'm speaking into my future. And that commissions God's ministering spirits to you, his angels, to go and do and to carry out what you are commissioning, what you are speaking out. Now, you may not know what it is, but they know what it is. They don't speak English. They don't speak Spanish. They don't speak Chinese. They speak a heavenly language and declare it. Now, I want to tell you something. Three days after that, I got attacked. I started and I was attacked. And I'm telling you, the reason why is because the devil does not want you to prosper or to, or to be in health or to, or to overcome. He wants you to stay defeated. And I talked about this the other day about if you believe or if you believe the lie, you empower the lie and you empower the liar. Speak the truth. Well, my circumstances don't say that my back is healed, but the truth is he is Jehovah Rapha, the Lord that heals me. And I walk in ever increasing health. I am healed by the blood of the lamb. He, I said, by his stripes, we were healed. Not that we are going to be, but that we were healed. And you start to speak it out and God does it. That includes uh, my friend Travis. It does include uh, the, these, these children that have been attacked emotionally, spiritually, and physically. 
It, it includes my friend's uh, son who was who has th- uh, a broken femur that had to have surgery on it. It includes my friend that has um, uh, an abscess in the ovaries. It includes uh, my, that little four-year-old Jocelyn with the brain uh, tumors. It includes that. It includes my back. It includes your situation. Any diagnosis. Come on, man. I love Joe Biden just when he said that. Come on, man. Every, every circumstances must bow to the name of Jesus. Every knee will bow and every tongue confess. Jesus is Lord. Has to bow. Jesus is Lord. Do you believe that? Do you believe that? If you don't believe it, say it until you do. Your circumstances are changing. Last Friday, a week ago at four in the morning, I saw a vision. And in that vision, God grabbed the globe. He actually didn't grab the globe. He grabbed the atmosphere and he shifted the atmosphere that is on this earth right now. Fear has been shifted. Despair has been shifted. Control has been, uh, political uh, spirit has been shifted. The religious spirit has been defeated and is shifted. The political spirit has been defeated and shifted. Discouragement is shifted. Come on. Let's go for it, man. This is your day. This is your moment. This is your time. If you have to, shut the MSM down. Shut the mainstream media down. Even shut the, shut the, um, um, uh, conservative media down. It just riles us up. And that's what the political spirit does. It comes to seek and destroy and divide. And I think of, I think of Herod and Pilate. You know, I, I, there's one verse in Luke that cracks me up. It's right around the crucifixion. Pilate says, Oh, you're a Galilean. So you have to go to Herod. So he goes to Herod and Herod wants him to do this miracle and he doesn't do it. Jesus doesn't do it. So they send him back to Pilate. And, um, and the Bible says that, that that day, Herod and Pilate became friends, whereas at the beginning they were enemies. And they had become friends because of Jesus. And that's what Jesus does. He breaks down dividing walls. He breaks down dividing walls. He breaks down fear so that two can become friends. Political spirit wants to seek and divide. The spirit of Christ wants us to love into unity. Well, I've talked quite a long time. Anyway, God bless you guys. Watch the things start to change. You can even speak that out as a declaration. You can speak it out. The atmosphere in my city has shifted. Speak it out. Are you in Louisville? Are you in, are you in Dallas? Are you in Portland? Are you in Seattle? The atmosphere has shifted. Are you in Sacramento? The atmosphere has shifted. Are you in San Francisco? The atmosphere has shifted. Are you in LA? The atmosphere has shifted. Are you in Phoenix? The atmosphere has shifted. Whatever city you're in, are you in Albuquerque? The atmosphere has shifted and you're going to start to see things change. Anyway, open up your eyes, look up and see that the fields are ripe under harvest. God bless you guys. Have a great day and we'll talk to you tomorrow.